previously on The Terrible Adventures. We find ourselves drifting through the second story window of a building labelled Janderson Brefford's Parchment Company. There's somewhat of a sensitive matter I need your help with. Some of our chemicals appear to have gone missing. Grab three friends of yours and go out and track down the barrels in the small town of Keyston. My name is Karen. I am one of the managers of Mortal Relations. A short, courtly, dwarven woman, blonde hair in a neat little bob, wearing a bright blue pantsuit. Flinva! Sales. I keep the parchment in production. Uh, Halfling dude. A little bit dashing looking, but also a little bit politely rough. My name's Frankie. <laughs> I I work. A uh, really tall, gangly young man. Crazy, unkept red hair and freckles, but then also dirt. We get a day off work. Why are we trying to work? Ido, or Idofa. He is a tiefling, so he has got these big old horns, which he has tried to file down. So you guys need to head to the west gate of the city. I will um, ask for a seat. You guys are like standing around doing watercolor stuff and you turn back to the car and Jeff is being held by a human man and there are also another human man and two tiefling men and you guys are very suddenly being mugged. This is exciting. So much fun. Hi everybody, welcome to session two of the terrible adventures of the Janison Brefford's Parchment Company, a D&D podcast. Man, that's a long name. I'm going to get sued by Fallout Boy. My name is Penny, I am the Dungeon Master, <laughs> and I live on coffee and snacks. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Poppy, I am Idafa, the rogue of this team, and uh, I spent three hours in line waiting to sell my turnips on Animal Crossing the other day. So that was fun. <laughs> My name is Stephanie and I am playing Frankie the Artificer and I like to pet cats. Hi, I'm Liz. I am playing Karen the Dwarven Barbarian and I've just eaten an entire pizza. You ate the whole pizza? I ate the whole pizza. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Nathan or Nate. I'm playing Flinvar the Halfling Bard. I had a chippy sandwich for lunch, so I like to say that I'm as crisp as a packet of soggy chips. <laughs> um, oh, uh, soggy chips. <laughs> um, Nate, would you would you prefer to be called Nathan on the game, or you want to be Nathan or Nate? <clears throat> oh, I don't mind. They're right. both my name. Cool. All right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nate's no, that's easy. fine. I mean, I go by Penny or Penelope, just depending what people like to call me. Nate once used to call me Pennifer, which is which is not my name. Which is a bad name. <laughs> how do you feel about people calling you Pen? Um, a lot of people at my work do it. It's not like it's it's not the reason I picked the name. I prefer Penny. But like, I don't know, pals can do it, you know? I don't really you don't really <laughs> if you have control if you have control over the nicknames that people give you, it's not really a nickname, is it? <laughs> sure. 
I will admit to calling you Pennefoot before. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> it's very funny, but it's not my name. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. You guys are uh, being advanced on by three people, by a human and two tieflings holding knives. Two of you have taken punches to the face. A fourth bandit <sighs> is holding your driver um, hostage. What do you do? Alright, um... Can we call out for Mushi? Like, how close is he? <laughs> he, he left a couple of minutes ago. Sword. He left a few minutes ago, and Karen did scream really loud, so I feel like if he was going to come back, he would have come back. True, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. And, um, speaking of Karen, as she had her bag snatched away from her, a red mist centered. She's not aware that they're currently threatening the life of Jack Cartman, because all she cares about right now the fact that somebody cut her bag that her son gave to her for a birthday present last year. So she's going to say, that was a birthday present! And she's just going to um, launch herself at the dude who is All right, roll me, uh, roll, um, me uh, roll me an attack roll. Use strength, yeah, use strength as your modifier. Mm -hmm. So for me, that is a plus five. What are you going for? Are you going to punch him? Are you going to tackle him? Are you going to grab your bag? What are you going for here? Uh, yeah, I'm just going for a, like a, like a sock in the, sock in the jaw. Alright, you're going to punch him. Thing. You are a dwarf. Are you going to... I am a dwarf. She's going for a sock in the nuts. Okay, she's going to punch um, him in the nuts. So, it's just uh, one of those, one of those uppercuts, you know. For anyone who might be listening to this podcast, I know what initiative is and I'm intentionally not doing it for this encounter, so don't stress, we will be doing initiative in the future. <laughs> All right, so that is a eighteen to six. Okay, nice. You punch that dude in the nuts super hard. Um, roll me, um, roll me a d four. I think just a straight punch is a d four, and then use your strength uh, modifier as the addition. So d four plus five, I think. Yep, and uh, seven. Okay, I'm gonna roll a constitution. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a con save for him. Uh, for a punch in the nuts, I'd say he's gonna need to beat 15. He does not do that. So you you like just really wind up and just punch him and just straight in the mummy daddy button and he scrunches up. He's like, and then he just falls sideways. And all of the bandits are like, "Ow, get that one!" Do you do you like use this moment to grab your bag? Yes, absolutely. She grabs her bag, uh, making she's careful not to let anything fall out because the uh, strap is, as you said, cut. Okay, because you are distracted, I'm gonna give the counter attack an advantage because you're yep. not looking at them. What's your AC? Thirteen. Uh, yeah, so... Am I able to interject? Uh, yeah, go for it. What do you need? What do you want to do? Um, am I able Because I can see that someone... Like, they're coming after Karen now, who is, like, carefully with their bag, not trying to lose stuff. Can I kind of stop the next attack... Well, attempt to stop the next attack? So you want to... As in, you want to get between the attacker and her? Yes. Okay, so out of nowhere, Idafa sort of, like, jumps in the way does the classic like sacrificial uh put myself between the attacker and the uh victim what is okay i'm gonna do a different attack roll then what is your ac my ac is 13. 
Okay, so the dude was actually like rearing up to kick to like basically because she was crouching down grabbing her bag He was gonna kick her um, but you jump in the way so he actually kicks you instead and um, he does hit you and he does a total of ooh, Four damage four bludgeoning damage. Kind of he kind of catches you in the side of the ribs and And gives you a good hit um, oh, uh, so all of you have taken a little bit of damage now. You guys are level 0 HP, so you don't have a lot of 4 damage kicks that you can take. And things are looking pretty bad. Um, they, the, the guy says to you, like, For the last goddamn time, your valuables are not worth your lives. Empty your pockets so we can... And then there's a... Like a horn. You hear the of horses and a couple of like and a man on a horse rides into the clearing uh, followed closely by two warforged guards dressed in their blue and purple and the horse like straight up tramples the dude that just kicked Idafa and he's like he's like a very dashing blonde man in like a soldier's uniform and he's got like a big like a big royal looking sword and he's got like he's got like you know that like classic prince charming like have you guys seen shrek you know like that kind of prince charming like the super handsome blonde man muscular so he rides in and he jumps off of his horse and he tackles uh the tiefling that was that was attacking you guys and he's like guys get him and then one of the warforged uh grabs the guy who's holding Jeff just grabs him by the front of his face, just like, and just lifts him up. <laughs> the second Warforge goes for the remaining guy, the, the last tiefling, who, at the sound of the horn, had actually had a little bit of a head start. So he's like run off into the forest, and the um, Warforge like tramples into the forest after him. So the the human's like, hey, uh, you guys want to give me a hand here? Um, and sort of points at the guy that the horse trampled um and is like hey just just do me a favor and hold on to that guy while he's like trying to like tie this guy's uh hands up what do you guys do i jump uh, on him yeah yeah i'm gonna Karen, go stand on his Karen's back on him. <laughs> i'm hunted yeah so you guys all dog pile yeah okay so for a few minutes it's a bit of a struggle the the handsome hero ties up one of the one of the humans uh the warforge that remains is basically like instantly like like hands moving really fast like ties up the hands of the other human and you guys are dogpiled on top of the tiefling and the second warforge returns without his prisoner like the, the the second tiefling looks like he got away and the soldier like sort of stands up and like brushes his brushes his hair out of his face and he's super handsome he is just he is mm, he's he's delicious and he comes over to you guys and he's like citizens hello it's very nice to see you uh if you could just uh hop off this guy i'll, I'll arrest him he's a criminal I'll, I'll do my job and uh you guys can go about your day are you all okay Frankie just wipes away a couple of his tears that he had. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. I just, I just fell over. I didn't get punched in the face or anything. I, I tripped. Um, he in particular offers a hand to help Karen up. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, young man. That's very kind of you. It's no problem at all. It's simply my job. She kind of, she kind of blushes and looks away, and then uh, once she gets up on her feet, she goes over to check on Idafa. She goes over and says, Idafa, darling, I, what? I just silently put up a thumbs up, and I'm just like, give me a minute. 
Okay, okay, sweetie. Let me know if you need anything. You need some water. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got some water. And he goes, uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know, but I want your water, Frankie. <laughs> oh. Um, Flimber's gonna go check on Jeff, the car driver. See if oh, that's right. a good idea. Okay. Um. Oh. Oh, hey, man. Uh, thanks for. I mean. You probably could have just given up your valuables in exchange for my life, but everything seems to have worked out fine. Uh, are you are you guys okay? Well, to be fair, we didn't really have any valuables, so you're what? pretty pretty lucky in that aspect. Did you consider telling them that? I started to, but then I got punched in the face. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll t- I'll tell you what. I'll I'll continue taking you guys to uh, to Keystone, but after that, I'm probably gonna head back to the city. Uh, don't feel super safe in this forest anymore. Sounds sensible. I'd change your picnicking spot for definite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the town guard man approaches you guys and he's like, uh, hello everybody, my name is Captain Usiah Cherish. I was named after a, a great hero of the of the region, uh, of Ymirsa. Uh, I like to think of myself as a, of a hero of sorts myself. Are you all okay? Is there anything that I could do to help? Well, we cherish your presence differently. Um, our friend uh, got a decent beating. They might need a bit of a help uh, over there by the dwarf lady. At this point, I've just kind of starfished out, and I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting close to standing up. I'm just a bit winded still. Uh, Karen's kind of hovering over, uh, over him. Um, she's not quite sure what she can do. She's. Oh, uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't actually have a, any. Any, any medicine in my bag? I should have really considered this. Uh, it's, I'd have, I'm, so, I'm so sorry this, this happened to you on, on an official working day. We're going to have to tell the manager. We're going to have to tell the boss about this. You know, he'll have to sleep uh, out. Don't, don't tell them. I, uh, they'll just think I'm useless. <laughs> You're not they already useless. don't like me. <laughs> She like pats his hand and says, "Not useless, sweetie. You just got kicked. It's okay." Oh, she's like a mum. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, no, I'm slowly getting up. I'm feeling a bit better now, but I'm still pretty low on the HP. <laughs> uh, my friends, I'm very sorry for your wounds. I'm like, I'm not a medically, I'm not a medic, so I can't exactly do anything for that. But uh, if you like, I could fix your bag for you. Well, that would be. Absolutely wonderful, darling. I, I actually, uh, I actually got this given to me to give my son uh, my last birthday. You know, it's, it's very special to me. Well, that's certainly some rich bag lore. If you hand it over, I'll, uh, I'll definitely give that a little fix up for you. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop talking about. It. <laughs> you know, this is a bit of a unsafe territory, and we've got some official business we need to be on. Would you mind escorting us uh, on our way to Keystone? That would be so helpful. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I actually need to take these criminals back to the city. But uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Bolts. And uh, one of the one of the Warforged uh, walks up and he's like, Bolts and Geth 1846 reporting for duty. And he's like, that's uh, that's some of that good humor. We like Bolts. Uh, why don't you uh, take these nice people? Where are you guys headed to? Keystone. Why don't you uh, escort these nice people to Keystone, make sure they stay out of trouble, and uh, you can meet me back at the city uh, after you're done. How, how does that sound? Bolton Bolts is like, I will comply, um, and then just kind of like walks over and like stands amongst your party and just kind of waits. 
Uh, and then he takes, so he takes your bag and he, he goes to the other Warforged and he like knocks on the guy, knocks on his chest and the chest kind of like parts open from the middle and there's this like glowing orb covered in runes. It's called an arcane core and you guys kind of know of them, um, but you've never actually seen the heart of a Warforged before. Um, so it's like a slowly rotating, um, shifting orb covered in runes. Uh, just hold still. This won't take a second. And he takes the two cut parts of the bag and just kind of jams them in there. And you hear like a and he pulls it back out and they're like melted back together. And he's like, yeah, okay, good as new. And he gives you your bag back. Karen seems uh, very pleased by that. It's, it's now a story. He goes up to, he goes up to Jeff and he's like, Hey, uh, listen to me, pal. I'm going to need to commandeer this cart. Uh, you're going to help me take these prisoners back to the city. And so he throws the three guys um, onto the cart. Uh, my my sincerest apologies to all of you. I'm going to need to take this cart. Uh, I'm going to need to transport these prisoners back to the city. Make sure they don't escape. It's only uh, another half hour to an hour walk to Keystone from here. I'm sure you guys will be fine. And he... Jumps onto the back of the cart with the prisoners, gives a whistle. Jeff's like, well, okay, I guess I'll see you guys later. Do you, do you want some of the silver back? I, I've i really only taken you part of the way. That's fine. Jeff, don't worry about it. I've got a receipt. I'll get some... Uh, I've got a receipt. You know, I'll be reimbursed by the company, so don't even worry about it. Oh. I will talk with your superiors about uh, how calm you were in this crisis. Oh, well, thanks. I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate that. Uh... My manager is uh is not the not the nicest gnome I've ever met, but he's he's okay. I'm I'm sure I'll definitely make sure to fill out a hazard form when I get back to the city. Uh, y'all 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 take care now. And uh, officer officer Cherish uh, whistles, and the Warforged and his horse and them all just like head off back down the path. And Bolts just kind of stands there. He's like, I will now escort you. And then he just starts walking towards the <laughs> towards the town. <laughs> I love bolts. <laughs> bolts are already very good. I'm just yeah. Gonna... Okay, so you guys carry on towards Keston on foot. Uh, how's everybody feeling? How's everyone doing uh, damage and HP wise? My face hurts. Like Frankie's face is sore, so it's less than ideal. He's feeling pretty uncomfortable at the moment. Um, Karen wasn't actually hurt. Her ego's just a little bit bruised because she got um. She had a bit of a screaming fit and uh, <laughs> made herself look unprofessional in front of her work colleagues. So she is a bit quiet as she's walking on the road. How are you guys doing emotionally? You just got like, you, you just got attacked and kind of cornered and there was really nothing that you could do about it. How are you guys all feeling? Flimba's a bit annoyed that he can't, uh, he didn't talk his way out of it. He's a little bit like replaying it like, mm, what, could I, what could I have said? Or, dastardly fiends kind of thing. <laughs> um, Ardo's just angry because that's his the emotion. He doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. So he's just kind of gone straight to anger. He's quite frustrated but he's also quite exhausted so he's put himself <laughs> over the shoulder of Bolts rather than having to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Bolts is carrying him just fine. He used to hey can you carry me and he just it's not particularly comfortable because he's made of wood and metal but Probably better than walking. It'll do, yeah. <laughs> how's Frankie? How's Frankie holding up? Has he ever been punched in the face before? No, Frankie's not <laughs> enjoying this at all, and he's wondering if there's going to be much more punching in the faces. Like, is this really the job for him? Like, 
does he want to keep getting punched in the face because it's not nice and he's wishing that he would have picked up more of his uh what's it's and who's it's uh that he had at home that could have probably helped him in the situation well you guys continue to travel for a, a while it's uh it's a dirt road you don't like that one cart sort of comes past you uh but they don't stop or talk to you you guys are and, and because you're now on foot, it takes you a little longer than you would hope to get there. Uh, before it was about an hour, but the carts don't go super fast. It's more of, com- more of a comfort thing. So after about 90 minutes of walking, uh, you arrive in Keston. The forest opens up. There's a lot of area that has been cleared for farming. So like the forest still kind of encircles the town, except for on the southmost side. Uh, so Keston is a, as you know, a small pig farming town. Uh, there is a general store there. There's a guard's outpost. There's a butchery. There is a tavern. There is a seamstress, a storage facility, and a transport station. Uh, once you, As soon as you arrive and you are within the bounds of the town, Bolts is like, I bid you farewell, citizens, and then he just turns around and heads out of the town. He's done his duty and he's now heading back to join Officer Cherish and the prisoners. What do you do? Frankie's just like, what a useful being. (laughs) He's so useful. Wasn't he nice? (laughs) I never realised that uh, that the Warforged could be so expressive. Just as a little bit of background... As you guys have all lived in the city, the Warforged have been a constant presence. They don't tend to talk to citizens unless they are investigating a crime or... They're mostly muscle for the free-thinking guards. So about half of the guards are Warforged and they're always partnered with, like, for example, the um, the, the Tabaxi that you met back at the gate or uh, Officer Cherish. They usually come in pairs along with uh, someone who's free-thinking and they usually act as the, the muscle Um more, nice. more or less. Uh, there's no, there's no Warforged in this town though. Uh, there is a guard station, but you don't see any any guards around. I'm already scouting for like maybe a general store where I can pick up some medicine or something because yep. I need mm. something to feel better. There, there definitely is a general store in the town. So would you, would you like me to read the facilities again? Yes. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Okay. There is a, there is a general store, a guards outpost, a butchery, a tavern, a seamstress, a storage facility, and a transport station. Yeah, I would like to head to the general store. Um, does anyone Same. else want to come with me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll come with you. Yeah. Oh, come with. Okay, so, is this going on the uh, company's account? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I will take all the receipts and I will hand them into the financial uh, department. And uh, we should be. Well, it depends on what you want to buy. Is it work-related? Well, we're getting punched. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Yes. Of course it is. Always. Well then, get me your receipts and uh, I'll do what I can. Um, so you, you, guys, you guys all walk into the general store. The general store then. There's a bell above the door, so as you come in there's like a pleasant tingling. Uh, it's mostly like food, uh, fruit, uh, a, few, a few canned goods. Uh, but it's, it's mostly just a place where people kind of come to buy tobacco, fruit, uh, anything that's sort of not meat like yeah there's not a huge huge selection there and the person behind the counter is a dwarf uh with a long a long black beard kind of watching you and he's like ah greetings 
Greetings to ye. Uh, welcome to Keystone. I haven't seen y'all around here before. What, what do you think I can do for ya? Well, you wouldn't have seen us around before, darling. We're actually here on official business from Yumea. Uh, we... Oh, city folk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Uh, we've actually uh, came across a small, uh, a small issue on our way here. We were wondering if you had any uh, barns or cells. Um, uh, a couple of my colleagues are injured. Uh, well, I do sell bandages. I've got some bandages back there. You can have some bandages if you want. But uh, usually when anyone in the town gets really hurt, we send them to the city. Uh, we don't have a doctor here. We have a traveling vet who checks on the pigs once in a while. He fixed up me little pinky a while back. That was uh, was good. I didn't have to go into the city for that. Uh, okay. If you need bandages, I can help you. Does anybody have any cuts? So, I have a look. I unzip my jumpsuit and have a look down, and I can see that my side is quite grazed and quite red. Mm. I'm like, uh, bandages probably would be useful if we can grab some. All right. Well, I'll put this on the company account. How much for those bandages then? Uh, two silver. And what was your name? Around here, they just call me shorts because I always wear shorts. <laughs> Are they comfortable? Oh, yes, they're comfortable and easy to wear. <laughs> Got him. Same. Short, short. It is a pleasure to meet you, Short. My name's Karen. I'm here on official business from the Jensen Records Parchment Company, but uh, of course you don't need to know that, please. Uh, then why did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it is polite. Uh, I already know who you are and what you do. It's only polite that you know who I am and what I do. If you say so. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't help you more. Usually when we get banged up around here, we just sort of wait for it to heal, you know, regular-like. But I'm not sure what kind of pain you city folks feel, so uh, take the bandages and hopefully that'll make you feel all better. Your boo-boos will be covered up. <laughs> well, Much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm taking the bandages from the counter and wrapping up my boo-boo. <laughs> uh, Breaking just wants to turn to Josh and be like, uh, do, do, do you need help with your boo-boos? He's acting, he's asking very sincerely. Uh, oh, like, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm okay. It's, huh. it's, yeah, I, I don't have anything on under this jumpsuit, so it's not going to be... Ideal. <laughs> Food help. <laughs> he doesn't realize. He's just, he just wants to help. <laughs> like, uh, what, what if I hold it here and then he's just trying to help you awkwardly? Uh, and I pat Frankie on the head. Uh, <laughs> Frankie smiles. <laughs> uh, just out of interest, who's taller out of Idafer and Frankie? Frankie's quite gangly, right? Mm -hmm. who's, who's taller out of you I two? I'd say it's probably him. I'd like to think I'm taller. Yeah. Okay, so Adifer's the tallest. I, I, I'm saying my height. I was thinking six foot three. Yeah, Frankie's just over six foot. Mm. I'm three foot. Aww. <laughs> yeah, Karen's like four seven. Yeah, we've got two tall boys. And... Two tall boys. <laughs> yeah, two, two tall boys and two short ones. Yeah. Shorts kind of just goes back to reading his magazine. Do you guys want to buy anything else from here? Or you want to move on? 
presuming everyone else wants to move on, I would like to kind of sneak a candy bar in the sneakiest way possible. Do you want to you want to try and Exception against that. Also First of all, can you roll a sleight of hand check? Oh, perfect. I got natural 20 plus 3. So. <laughs> I would <laughs> Get in that 20, Karen, come on. Yeah, so anyone who... Actually, no, I think for this kind of thing, I would use your passive perception and not your active perception, unless you were like, hey, I was already watching him. But I will, I will, because I don't have a stat sheet for shorts, I will roll a perception check for him. Um, but for you guys, I would just use oh. your passive ones. Uh, so he doesn't notice. No. You managed to take... You managed to take a, uh, you, because you weren't, because you, actually, no, on a natural 20, you were, you took a uh, chocolate and caramel uh, nougat bar. Ooh, took more bar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't say that, and if anyone from Nestle is listening, it's not a more bar. <laughs> and generically branded candy to inventory. Okay, um, so you stole candy. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do? No, Karen's pretty keen to get to the storage facility and get that um, chemical uh, mishaps all down. Okay, um, you arrive at the storage facility and uh, the gates are locked. Um, there's a big chain around the gates um, and there's a sign out the front that says uh, only people who have uh, like rented the storage uh, can actually get in. It's a, it's a private facility. Right. Karen rattles the... Uh the gate and says hello hello is there anybody is there anybody here i'm looking for some parcels there doesn't seem to be anyone manning the gate it seems more of like a let yourself in and out type thing uh for people who have keys uh, just out of in, just in case you want to know the storage facility is uh, mostly it seems to be made up of four barns that have been moved here and then converted into like smaller private sections um from what you can see um, the, the closest two have quite a few extra doors like built into them, but um, you don't see anyone in the facility. Can um, Frankie have a look at the lock, uh, inspect the lock a little bit uh, closer? Yeah, okay. Um, roll me um, an intelligence check. That's a natural 20. So you know that it's, it's like a big chunky padlock you know those like real big ones that that someone would use to like lock up like a garage door or something mm -hmm. so you can tell pretty quickly that with the tools that you have um it would take you a couple of days to saw through this kind of metal and someone would almost definitely notice so you might be better off uh trying to find someone in the town who has a key um, what are the size of the uh the bars and the fence could i, could I fit through <laughs> oh no it's it's um it's like uh it's it's okay. what, what am i trying to think of it's like the the chain yeah it's like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a yeah it's a chain link fence with um with barbed wire on top and like it's the middle of the day and like if you were we're not doing a heist we're working <laughs> so yeah you might be trying to you, you might be better off trying to so yeah frankie you you know that like hey the best way in here is either to find uh somebody who has a key or or something like that Karen proposes that we go to the guard post because someone there might be able to help us. Ooh, let's press Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's commit another crime. <laughs> it's only a crime if they say it's a crime. I mean, that's true. That's what crimes are. <laughs> <laughs> so, guard post, we're thinking? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, So you arrive at the guard's outpost. It's just a small room. It seems basically to be like, you know, one office with like a little jail kind of like attached to it. Like within the, you know, like a sheriff station in like an old west town where it's kind of just like one room and there's a few cells there. And when you get inside and the the ceiling is a lot higher than you would expect it to be. Um, and sitting at the only person in there is a uh, female Goliath. And and she looks up and she's like, oh, hello. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the town. Welcome to Keystone. My name is my name is Cassie. And uh, I'm I'm the administrator here. It's very nice to meet you. Oh, oh very nice to meet you indeed, uh, Cassie from Versus. What? Um, uh, I haven't seen you folks around here. What? Uh, what is it that I can do for you? Well, we're a little bit interested in storage, for one thing. Well, Cassie, the thing is, we're here on a bit of business. Uh, we're, 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 we've come from the Janderson Reference Parchment Company in. Uh, in Mia, and uh, it turns out that a package that was supposed to be delivered to us has been delivered somewhere in Keystone, and we thought a storage facility might be the place where it was. That seems like some extremely good deduction. Uh, I'm actually not a detective. I'm I'm just someone who works here in the guards facility and keeps the paperwork. Uh, I don't actually have a key to the storage facility, and I'm pretty sure it's owned by somebody in the city who just hires it out to people. I tell you what, if you go next door and have an ask around, I think the barkeep might have a key. Uh, yes, his 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 name is Steve, and he's a he's. He's not the nicest fellow, but you know it's not up to me to decide who's good and who's bad. I'm just a I'm just a humble administrator. She's enormous, by the way. Like she is so much bigger than any of you. And but like she's sitting like all hunched up and like super nice and like yeah. She sounds like she's wearing a dress as well. Yeah, she's wearing she's wearing a dress. She's got a little she's got a little badge on that says like you know hello how am I doing today? And she's like I'm not actually a guard. I just. I just keep this place nice and tidy, so when any guards who are passing through want to stop, they have can have a nice cup of tea. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't actually have access to the storage facility. I'm very sorry it about that. Very oh, that's so nice of you to say. What did you say your name was? Oh, I didn't. Sorry, I'm um, Flinvar. Flinvar. And then she like, like, pour, like puts her. To her, it's a small jar of candy. To you, it's like a U-sized jar of candy. Um, towards you. <laughs> it's like, help yourself to a piece of candy! I, I get on my tippy toes to rummage in it and, and choose a nice one. Yeah, you, you end up with, like, just just a, just a nice piece of, like, jelly candy. It's it's normal it's normal size, so for you it's probably a few mouthfuls, but for her it's a tiny little piece of candy. Oh, yeah, candy. Don't forget them while we're working. Oh, sorry, can I have some for my team as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you see, the thing is, is that I don't actually, I'm not supposed Please. to give out the candy. Uh, actually, can I have that piece back? I don't want anyone to count them. Oh, sorry, it's got, a, <laughs> it's got dust in it from my satchel. I can still put it back, though, it's just someone oh. might choke on the dust. She takes three more pieces of candy and, like, hands them out to you guys, and she's like, don't tell you when I gave you candy. If you do, the whole town will be in here looking for it. And I, I don't want to be a person who gives out candy all the time. I'm just an administrator. <laughs> you're doing an amazing job, and we really appreciate the work that you're doing for this guardhouse. Thank you very much, Cassie. You are welcome. Have a lovely day. 
Um, so where to now? Um, would you like the to go to the tavern? The tavern, yeah. The tavern, tavern, I'm feeling tavern. Yeah. Okay. Steve and say, okay, so you guys head into the tavern, which is called the Squealing Porker. And when you when you arrive, um, there are several patrons inside. There are three dwarves sitting in a group drinking ale. Um, there are two humans drinking ale out of wine glasses. Um, there is one sort of like older half-elf drinking alone by himself. And then there is somebody else sitting near the door um, who watches you come in. He's a man with uh, red skin and horns poking out of his hat. Cool. I, was, I would quite like to just yell out and be like, does anyone have a key to the storage facility? Oh, oh, um, everyone kind of looks up. The the, the barman, uh, who you were told was Steve, is like, yeah, I've got one. What's it to you? You want to try and break in and steal my things? Bloody city folk. Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all, sweetheart. We're actually here on official business from the Janderson Records Parchment Company. I don't know if you've heard of us. Uh, we, 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 we're on the lookout for some packages that were supposed to be delivered to us, and uh, we thought that they might be located in your storage facility by accident. Uh, do you think uh, we could borrow your key, have a look around, see if we can find what we need to find? Well, I certainly think I could possibly... Uh maybe hire you McKee. You got 500 gold, city folk? That's a ridiculous amount of money in case anyone was like checking up on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not many people do, uh, Steve. Uh, no, Look, Steve, Cassie from next door, the administrator, sent us over and said you're a great guy, looks after the community, keeps everyone thirsty. Not thirsty, we'll shoot. <laughs> Well-wetted. Well-wetted and not thirsty. She said I keep everyone thirsty. I'll have to have words with her. Listen, either you city folk buy a drink, buy a pork skewer, or get out. I've got business to do. And then at that point, the um the redskin man uh, walks up behind you and like leans over the bar and he's like, "Listen here, Stevie boy, I'll take five ales and five pork skewers, and you can send them over to that table over there. How's that sound?" Um, and he kind of like smiles at you. And he sort of heads over and sits down at the table. He just drops like a couple of gold on the bar. And, and Steve's like, oh, I don't like that guy. Bloody horn folk. Um, but nonetheless, he racism. takes... He, yeah, definitely racism. He, um, he takes the gold um, and he uh, starts busying himself behind the bar, sort of like checking on you guys periodically. Just like, what are they still doing here? What should I roll for... Um, this guy obviously wants us to go and sit with him. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna check on his uh, intentions, definitely roll insight. Yeah, insight. All right, I will roll on insight. Um, that is a not natural twenty. Yeah, he paid for your drinks and he paid for your food. He definitely seems to have some kind of vested interest in mm. having a chat with you. He's probably a tiefling, but he's dressed a lot nicer than most of the. He's got a waistcoat on. And a, and a sort of mid-sleeve button-up shirt underneath. And he's wearing, you know, nice leather pants. He doesn't seem to have a tail, though. Um, but he's he's hanging out. He's just kind of like, he's just kind of like watching you. He's, he's like openly looking at you all, just like, you're going to come sit down, or? Yeah, Karen will, Karen will go over and sit down and introduce himself. Yeah, I go um, straight for the... Uh... Go straight for that pork skewer. They haven't arrived yet. Oh, Steve's oh, still sorting oh, it out. 
I saunter up to the table that this guy is at and say, and I kind of smash my arm down on the table and say, who are you? You know what? I'm glad you asked. My name's Murphy. I got a little proposition for you if uh, you care to sit down and hear what I have to say. Oh, uh, that's uh, and Karen will take a seat and she'll put a little tote bag on her knees and say, Now, what is it that Janison Griffin's parchment company can do for you today? Well, it's funny that you should say that because I don't suppose that uh, you're all here looking for a couple of nondescript barrels, would you? That's exactly um, what we're looking for. Yes. But yeah. pipes up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen's not actually sure what she's looking for. She just got told chemicals, and she's like, "Why well, chemicals come in?" They do come in barrels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are all sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he and and so Murphy's like, "Hey, so listen, it's some excellent weather we've been having around here, isn't it? This is such a non-suspicious conversation." And then uh, Steve comes up and just like slaps down a tray with uh, five flagons of ale and a plate with like, it kind of looks like he's just taken a stick and taken a like a meatball, slathered it in sauce, and just put the meat. So there's like three meatballs on sticks. They, like, they look pretty nice, but it doesn't appear to have uh, put a lot of effort <laughs> into the snack. And, and then so Steve leaves and he's like, Okay, look, here's the thing. I happen to know where your barrels are. I happen to know a couple more things about who might have them. Uh, and I was wondering if maybe you, you, nice, you nice folk might be looking for a bit of assistance uh, in your errand that brings you out here today. Well, I, I don't I don't really think we need assistance. I think we just need to know uh, where our bowels are and uh, we'll just pick them up in your own way. Well, here's the thing, is that it might just end up being a little more complicated than just picking up some barrels and leaving the city, if you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, Karen looked wildly at um, anybody who might understand what the hell's going on. She did not know. I, I shrug my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> No one kind of leans forward. So this assistance that you're offering to contract to us, what will that contract uh, cost this co our company? Oh, you think I'm looking for gold? I'm not looking for gold. Here's the thing, my friends, my good friends who are sitting with me having a delicious lunch, and he like takes a big a big sip of his flagon. I don't need anything from you. I'm just a helpful citizen looking to give back to his community, if you understand what I'm talking about. I do not understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Sounds like you want to give back to your community. Very nice of you. Uh... Do you guys want to roll insight on this? 17. Okay. Six for me. 10. Nine. So, Flynn, you... As a salesman, as someone who tends to have conversations where you're trying to um, get something out of it, you kind of understand from his like friendliness and his body language that he's um, there is something in this for him, even though he's not receiving any gold. Like he clearly seemed to have been waiting for you, and he clearly seems to be um, particularly interested in you guys finding out where the barrels are. But as to why that is, you you can't quite discern just from his attitude but you do know that he there's something in this for him to be telling you guys this of course of course good friends help good friends and so 
if you were to help us, how could we help you? Oh, my friends, don't even worry about it. I would say that by you guys just doing what you came here to do, I'd probably get a little something something out of it for myself as well, if you know what I'm talking about. And he winks. So he, he, he reaches into his pocket and he takes out a silver key and he puts it on the table and he slides the drink tray over top of it. And he says, here's the thing, is that there are a bunch of unsavory figures been hanging around this town inside the storage facility. I've heard them use the name Don Vito a lot. It kind of like stares at you. Everyone just roll me an intelligence check. Uh, 19. The fact that he's called Don Vito, you know he's probably connected to the to the mafia or to the criminal underworld in some way. You haven't specifically heard of this guy, like you've never seen his name in the papers or anything, but from the way that Murphy is uh, talking about him uh, and the fact that, you know, he's got guys in this town, you, you know that this is probably a, an organized crime thing. And he's like, I suppose you were probably told that your barrels of chemicals were misdelivered. Uh... That may not particularly be the case. If you're looking to uh, recover your merchandise, take this key and head yourself into the storage facility. But be nice and quiet. Like, I'm pretty sure your barrels that you're looking for are in either uh, shed two or three, one of the ones down the back. If you want to go in there today, I would say they're probably going to be transported out of Keystone under the cover of darkness, so I would definitely suggest that you do something about this today-like. Have you physically seen these barrels? Well, my friend, I cannot say one way or the other whether I have laid these particular eyes on those particular barrels, but I can tell you for certain that they are in one of those sheds, if you know what I'm talking about. So I was just saying, I was just wondering why... Somebody who's not uh, paper processing plant would need these specific uh, contents of these barrels if it doesn't pertain to uh, other activities. Well, my new friend, that definitely does seem like a good question that you should be asking people, doesn't it? And then he stands up, he chugs the rest of his ale, he... It's all of the meat off the skewer in one bite. And he's like, but what do I know? I was never even here. And then he gives you all a wink and walks out of the bar. Okay. It was a pleasure to meet you, but... He's, he's gone. Oh, I want to eat those meat skills. Strange. Um, also, just side note, Penny, did those bandages heal any of my HP? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> would, eat, would eating one of these skewers help? Don't worry. You're hurt, but I'm not going to make you die from that. I, I, I don't, don't stress, okay? Alright. <laughs> I sneak some of the ale because um, I'm technically underage, but I do yeah. start drinking it anyway. <laughs> oh, you're just a baby. I will say that they're like the drinking age in this world is like. 14, 15, like, especially people like dwarves oh, and stuff. Okay. Drinking okay. alcohol is part of a lot of True. people's culture, and it doesn't exactly have that, like, same, like, 18 or over law that exists in our world. Oh, Just to be clear, I don't uh, condone <laughs> underage drinking for young people on Earth, but in Matt Zimla, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, what's the, uh, what's the plan? 
That was such a strange man. I'm. Oh, that was quite exciting, Flinvar. Was that the exciting world of uh, sales and uh, and and deals, Robert? I, I hope that. Um, I mean, that went terribly, but yeah, I guess yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hope that I hope that uh, 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 our our young people have been able to upskill and learn from the, that experience. What was it again that you were asking, darling? So sorry. Um. Yes. So that shady character. Yes. Um, definitely part of underbelly crime. So I was just wondering about oh. uh, our hazard pay. For this I'm, work I'm, excursion, you know. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll have to bring it up with uh, with with Janderson when I get back. I, I guess I wasn't expecting there to be a organized crime. Why? Why did you say that? In in such a sleepy town, I I, I don't I don't quite understand. Well, being in sales, you get to meet lots of different characters and, and kind of get a feel for their uh. You know, get an intuition, little Flinvar tick, so to speak, and he 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 has a big cross. He has a big cross. We can still use him. I think we should still use him to uh, get the things that we need and get back home and uh, make a giant wizard sale. Um, but yeah, breaking into like a storage unit with this silver key that this kind of Loki underbelly guy gave us is very tetchy. Well, and also, can I... we carry these barrels out, or do we need like a cart to take into the storage unit? And there's a lot of questions. Oh, I don't know how big the barrels are. You'll have to ask. You'll have to ask Frankie. He's the one who deals with all the all the chemicals. Yeah, Frankie, how big are they? Are they like wine barrels or like brandy barrel, throw of your shoulder sized, or I'm gonna need a crane kind of barrel. Uh, I'd, I'd say they are. Uh, they're sort of in between the two. I mean, you're probably gonna need something to help carry them out but they're not uh you know giant size i assume cool so i'll get the gate and you guys carry the barrels <laughs> but uh i would i would probably suggest we go quite quickly because i'm a bit concerned as to why people are using these actually kind of dangerous chemicals uh and what else they would be needing them for so i have some concerns my book says not to you know play with these i've played with them i mean i've experienced uh, these on a completely work-related task and they're not nice uh, so let's uh, let's maybe let's move on and uh, uh, yeah good idea okay Thank yeah you. we should go to these storage yeah. places yeah let's 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 get out of here and go to the storage place um Karen will have a Penny again. I hope you're enjoying Arc 1, my chemical errand so far. We had a bunch of fun recording it and I'm really looking forward to where the story is going to go to from here. We don't have any sponsors so there aren't any ads to put here but I just wanted to do a little shout out to some of the people whose work has gone into this project. It'll just take a sec and then we can get back to the questing. First of all, the players, Stephanie, Liz, Nate and Poppy, you guys have been really fun to DM for and I love your characters. Thank you so much for the time that you have all put into this. Uh, secondly, thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing me to use their background music. If any DMs are looking for cool mood setting sound to add to their games, he puts them up completely free as a community resource. 
They're really good and super well produced. You can check them out at tabletopaudio.com or on his Patreon, which is also called Tabletop Audio. A big thank you to a guy named Regan McKinnon, who created the theme song for the show, as well as a few other pieces of music I'm going to be using. If you liked the theme song, you can reach him by searching for The Porch Recording Studio on Facebook. And finally, thank you to my partner Liv, who has not only been super supportive throughout all the hours I've spent writing the show and editing and post, and helping me to workshop the story ideas, but is also responsible for all the official art that you'll see across all our social media. She's a really talented artist, and she makes all of her money through commission work, creating all sorts of things from digital art portraits to movie storyboards to original comics. She's an absolute treasure, and I can't possibly sing enough praises in this short moment I'm taking for a shout-out. If you like the show art and you want some delightful and affordable art custom-made just for you, check out Live Artisan Design, that's L-I-V-A-R-T-I-S-A-N, Design, on Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon. Thank you again for listening to our humble little D&D podcast with a terribly long name. You can find out more about us on our website, which should be in the description. I would say it here, but as of this recording, I haven't actually reserved a domain name yet. And there will be a Patreon established eventually where subscribers will be able to get characters named after themselves, submit ideas for magical items that the players will be able to buy, or just show your support, whatever you want to do. Okay, on with the show. head uh, to the storage facility. The key that Murphy left behind works just fine in the uh, in the lock so you're able to unlock the gate. Um, do you lock it again behind you or do you leave it open? Um, Let's lock it behind us. Sure. Okay. Um, oh really? Okay. <laughs> well, you, st- you still have the key and you can still like reach through and unlock it again if you want. Uh, so you guys are in the storage facility um, and as you come around it's basically four buildings kind of like, you know, together in a grid. And as you come around the pathway that would lead down the middle, you can see four figures uh, hanging out in between, in the area between the back two buildings. Can everyone just quickly roll me a stealth check? Ooh. 17. 15. 15. Um, that's a natural one! <laughs> <laughs> Karen comes, Karen comes bustling around the corner. <laughs> uh, okay, so no thought or regard given to sneaking at all. Greets them. Okay, so do the rest? So the rest of you, I imagine, would see the figures, and would you duck back behind so they couldn't see you, or would you carry on through with Karen? I do, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to duck behind. I don't trust that that Don guy and, yeah. and the people here. <laughs> Uh, so the three men kind of like look over and, and see you, Karen, and they're like, oh, hello, uh, I guess you're here to use the storage facility. Have yourself a lovely day. Maybe just sort of stay out of our area. What was your, what was your area, darling? Uh, my area is over here where I'm standing. You know, these two sheds, two and three, they belong to my employer. So, I mean, I don't think I have to tell you that. I imagine that your storage facility is over there in one and four. See ya. Okay, uh, (laughs) see you later. Um, it was nice to meet you. What was your name, sweetheart? Uh, my name is Nobody. And these are my friends Nobody and Nobody. Please enjoy your day. Oh, and by the way, this is, this is Hoss. There's three humans and a dwarf, and he just called the dwarf Hoss. Um, she will 
wave awkwardly at everybody and uh, kind of duck back around. Cool. So you guys can, and, and and you can hear them be like, "That was so weird." Do you think that they might be here for? Nah, it's fine. You know, if if they were here for us, they'd probably be a little bit more clandestine. You know, and then uh, one of the humans kind of, uh, you you can't see them anymore, but you can hear one of the humans say, "Uh, hey, uh, hey, Hoss, did I did I tell you about that bird I tamed last night?" Uh, and and Hoss is like, "I, I heard." Only I heard this particular scavenger puts away more meat than the great turtle of the wasteland. And all the, the other humans start laughing at the first guy. He's talking about a lady that he met last night. <laughs> the first guy who referred to himself as nobody is really annoyed. Um, and he's like, oh, you, you know what, Hoss? You're on guard duty by yourself for a little while. These, these guys and I, we're going to go uh, get the cart sorted out. And Hoss is like, but we aren't, we aren't to leave until nightfall, you daft bastard. And nobody's like, oh, you know, carts are complicated beasts. See you later, asshole. And so the, the three humans start to leave. And you guys, like, they kind of walk past you and over to the gate. And Hoss is, Hoss is calling after them. You'd better not be headed to the porker. It's not fair you always make me guard while you get pissed. And, and uh, so the humans just kind of, like, flip him off and... Uh, you know, they unlock the gate and head off towards the head off towards the squealing porker. <laughs> Karen wants to go and talk to Hoss. He's also a porker. Okay. Yeah, I feel like together, like it, if it's just one dude, I'm gonna yeah. go over as well. Okay. Thank you. Well, you know, walk also over. Flynn. No. I, I want to sneak around the side, right? Come like come around the back and have a look at the back of the sheds while he's busy. Because I don't know, I don't know we're here. Yeah, well, exactly. Like Hoss has only seen Karen. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! I thought they all seen her. So... Okay. No, you can. Hoss only... Never mind. Hoss has only seen Karen. You can change your mind. You but if you're gonna go up, then you're gonna go I'm up. Okay. No, okay. So Hoss and the humans only saw Karen. They didn't see the rest of you. Okay. Mm. The Frankie wouldn't go. I don't. Yeah, I, I used to. The... Side around the I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pretend she's my mum. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys approach Hoss, and he's leaning up against Shed Two, um, and he's smoking a cigarette. That didn't sound like a very nice uh, uh, exchange of words there. Uh, Hoss, was it? I'm a lady. I'm, I'm Karen. You don't need to call me lady. It's nice to meet you, Karen, but uh, I'm not really at liberty to talk about those idiot trees. As a dwarf, you know that um, a lot of dwarfs refer to humans as big trees because um, they're really large and lumbering and dumb. It's, it's kind of like a slang that they use to talk to, to talk about humans. <laughs> Karen has a Karen has a bit of a laugh at that. She says, "Oh, <laughs> I know about that myself. My company, we employ a lot of humans. You know, it's it can be it can be a little bit rough working with a lot of different races, but." We seem to do it okay. How are you being treated, darling? Are you being treated okay? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Mind your own business. What, uh, okay. what company did you say you worked for? Well, I didn't. I worked for a parchment company, darling. Uh, he, okay, hang on. In, in the system. <laughs> so he looks at your, he looks at your lanyard and he sees the Janice and Brefford's parchment company written on it. And he panics. He's like, oh, fuck me. And he starts to run. He starts to run after the humans. What do you guys do? 
I try to catch him. What yeah. kind of roll should I do for that? What What are you gonna do? Are you gonna grab him? Are you gonna tackle him? Dwarves are pretty hearty. I'll tackle him. Okay, roll me a um, roll me a strength, uh, an athletics check actually. Looking, so you do, you actually manage to like, because he's already running, um, you hit him in the way that he's already moving, um, you manage to tackle him and topple him over, and he starts to struggle, and he starts to, to yell and make noise. Ah! He's trotting over, and um, stops the uh, dirty old hanky that, um, uh, <laughs> that Frankie blew his nose on earlier into, um, into the wolf's mouth. Oh. Darling, I'm sure I don't know quite what's going on here, but uh, I think it would be best for all of us if we get quiet at the moment we don't get those trees coming back. Now, do we? Um, he's... He... Roll a intimidation. Yeah, cool, okay. We'll go for it. Would we have seen this um, from where we were? Yeah, you guys are like peeking around the corner, I would say. Or at the very least, you'd be listening, wouldn't you? And and he did start to yell and like scream before he got the handkerchief in his mouth. So I imagine you guys would be, who didn't go, will be kind of aware of what's happening. What did you get for your intimidation? Only a nine. I rolled a three, but I got a plus six. Okay, um, well, he, he only got a seven for his charisma check. So he's like... Because you guys don't look like, you know, criminals or warriors, he is really confused. But also, like, did the other two of you start to approach or anything? Uh, yeah. No. No. No, I was just okay. staying out of the way. We'll just, just, just keeping an eye. He's really concerned about this, like, healed, like, business-dressed woman and this tiefling who's tackled him and is holding him to the ground that he stops yelling but he's definitely not he's not not struggling like he's not actively like trying to get away but he's still kind of like checking his weight against against Ido <laughs> yeah and be like you you know what we're here for right he nods so where are they he just stares at you he his eyes like flick for a second to the shed that he was leaning up against uh it wasn't like he was telling you he just kind of was like looking at you and his eyes just kind of went <clears throat> what shed number is that? Two. Two. And Karen says, um, not not loud enough for everybody to hear, but loud enough probably for Frankie. Frankie and uh Lindbergh here. Oh, shed two was it? Thank you so much for your information, darling. You don't need to say anything <laughs> else right now. Um he he looks pretty look around the back. Uh, the back of what? Around the back of what? Uh, shed too. Like, can I sneak around and have a look around the outskirts of it? Not the front, but look around the back. Um, yeah, it's mostly just like you, you can't really walk the whole way around because the fence connects up to one of the walls. Um, it's just like the, the barn has like three different doors in it that have been like on the inside must be separate from each other. And at the back, the back of the storage facility just backs onto a fence and then forest. There's, there's no town sort of in the area that you're at. It's backing onto forest. And this is kind of mid-afternoon-ish, right? Or, like, in the afternoon now? At the moment, it's, like, early afternoon. By the time you guys arrived, it was probably getting close to 1pm. And, again, you guys went to a couple of different places. So it's probably close to, like, 1.30, 2 o'clock at this point. Okay. Can I do a perception check to make sure no one else has kind of heard the dwarf um, yelling and is coming up? Yeah, hit me. 19? Okay. Um, yeah, you're pretty sure that how far you kind of walked away from the main town centre to get to the gate and the fact that the humans had kind of left a few minutes before you approached, you're, you're pretty confident that there isn't anyone coming like at least in response to the, 
I mean, random people might come up, but no one's coming in response to the little bit of noise that he made. Cool. Okay. Uh, Carol just kind of uh, lend her weight to um, keeping the dwarf down so that Frankie and uh, Flynn Bar won't be bothered by anything else. She'll just, she'll just hang out. Okay. So I guess while he's like down, Frankie will mosey on over, I guess, to the door of Shed 2. It's locked. Do we have the, the key from... The, the key that you have is the key to like the entrance, the the, the main gate of the storage facility, but you don't have a key, like the, the you don't have a key to the the actual shed. Can I try to lock pick that uh, uh, lock? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, give it, give me a uh, lock picking doesn't really have its own thing in in five e. Um, I imagine it would be sleight of hand. Um, I am proficient in uh, with thieves tools. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, I forgot about thieves' tools. Give me um, give me a dex check using your thieves' tools. And then you add proficiency. <laughs> that is a seven. Uh, so no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like you can pick the lock. Okay, I can't pick this lock. Josh, what's it? Your name? Uh, you're a horned person. They all seem to be a little bit under the table. Do you think you can uh open this lock? <laughs> break this open. Uh, Karen belatedly tries to cover Hoss's eyes to stop him seeing Frankie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you've you've got him you've got him on his front with his arms behind him, like so you're sitting like you know how like the police would arrest someone by like lying them down on their front. So yeah. he 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 can't see behind him. If if Frankie would have walked up in front of him, he could look up and see him. But um, if you're holding his head down, he can mostly just see the dirt. Um, um, I'm gonna come up behind him and stand behind Karen and frisk his pockets. Cool. Give me an investigation check. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> Actually, would would frisking be sleight of hand? I think when you're like forcing it on him and you can go about your day and you're not worried about whether he finds out, I think it's an investigation. Yeah, I think yeah, that like makes sense. I got seventeen plus a one, eighteen. Okay, uh, yeah, you find his keys and about you know ten gold that he has in his in, in a pouch. Ooh, I pocket the gold and I take the keys to try for the. Uh, can I roll a perception to see if I can see him taking the gold? I'm behind you. I mean, yeah, I mean, can I, I, roll perception to see? I mean, I think you would have seen it if you're. Oh, actually, no, because if you're sitting on top of him, it would be happening behind you. Yeah, roll me a perception. I'll tell you if you hear the 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 money jangling. <laughs> Uh, that's a 19. Uh, yeah, so you, you knew that he took a little pouch of some kind of coins. Uh, and Karen, Karen says, Put the gold back. We're here on official business. Not on a looting trip. And we might need it uh, to what? buy him his silence. To buy his silence. We could, we could buy him. Give him his money back. Give him his money back to buy his silence? Yes. Yeah. That's a good uh, idea. Give the man his money back. Do you do it? I put the money back into his pocket and go try the keys. Okay, um, yeah, the, the, the key does unlock the door. It doesn't? No, it does. It, the, the, the key oh, does. fits easily into Shed 2's, uh, into Shed, uh, the, the, at least the door that he was leaning close to, um, fits into that lock and unlocks the door. Okay. I want to gently open the door and peek inside a little bit before I open it fully up. There's, there's no light in there, um, but there does seem to be a large pile of 
shapes. Okay. Should we uh bring Dwarf Guy and his gold pouch into the uh into the ship? Sure, um, Hoss, darling, can you, let's get you up and let's bring you into the shed as well. Yeah, I've got my belt. Don't try anything silly or, well, I guess, Linva can uh, tie your hands up with a belt if he, if he wants to. Uh, yeah, are you going to make any kind of effort to restrain him or are you just going to trust him that he's not going to move? No, I'm going to take my belt off and tie his hands behind his back. Okay, yeah, nice, okay. That, uh, roll me a, you know, I don't think you need to roll for that. If you're using a belt... Um, there's no knot mm. sort of involved. Yeah, yeah, so you've you've restrained him. Um, he does spit out the handkerchief once he's up off of the thing. You morons are gonna make yourselves some real bad enemies if you keep this up. <laughs> you assume that I don't already have enemies, darling. I'm on the PTA. March <laughs> <laughs> um, him into the, work, into the uh, storage box. You've got quite high strength, right? Yeah. Mm. So as you open the door, you little bit let a little bit of light in, um, and you can see that near um, near the door there is like a spot for a torch. I'll say that like torches are a pretty normal like day to day part of life. Um, so you would have the what you need on you to light it if you want to. Mm. Yeah, I've got a flint and striker in my things. Yeah, um, Karen's got a. Um, I guess it wouldn't be a lighter, but she'd probably have. Um matches for uh -huh. doing her wax seals. Okay. Do you close the door behind you? Yes. Um, and what are you doing with Host? Uh, remove the lock off it first. It, no, it's it's like built into the door handle. Oh, okay. Oh, we've got the key. Uh, I just don't want to be locked in. You, you can't be locked in. It's kind of like like, you know, a regular door where once you've locked it from the outside, you can you can lock it from the inside. Um, but it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be able to accidentally lock yourself inside because the, me the mechanic is on the inside. Okay, cool. Um, so what are you going to do with Hoss to make sure he doesn't, um, get in your way? Um, I'm, Karen's just going to hold him and say, uh, darling, can you see those chemicals? Uh, the, the barrels. And she's looking at Frankie as she says it, but she's trying not to say Frankie's name. So who has the torch? Uh, uh, uh bar, I thought. Yeah, I'll hold the torch because I've got a striker kit, so I can strike it and light it. Okay, so as you sort of bring light into the room, you know, you go inside and you find that there are no barrels in this room, but there is actually a large hoard of bags and suitcases and, you know, bits and pieces that appear to have been maybe stolen from travelers. Um, do you guys want to investigate it and see what's in there? Yeah, I want to look at yeah. All right. Something interesting. I want to curse under my breath. Like a... Karen is slightly concerned that there doesn't seem to be barrels, but um, Frankie seems interested in looking, and she trusts him because uh, he knows what he's looking for, and she actually doesn't. Okay. Uh, Otto is just a bit frustrated because he knows that if he's caught in this sort of position, he's going to be blamed pretty hard because of what he is mm -hmm. um and he doesn't want to be caught in like one of those situations he just wants to get the business done and get back to work <laughs> he just wants to do his job <laughs> okay um a torch i can put the torch into yeah yeah there is um so just to just to show who is doing investigation on the pile of stuff for all you know there could be there for all you know the barrels could be underneath um it's it's a fairly large pile of bags and stuff so so whoever is gonna go through the whoever's gonna go through everything, roll me an investigation check. Okay. Oh, 
That is a... 21. Holy shit, you guys are rolling so good. Before I got like an 11. I haven't had that one yet, but I haven't actually <laughs> used um, my luck yet, which is... I have rolled two that ones. Uh, so the two of you, going through this, going through this pile, you find... A, uh, like a like a waste satchel that's been decorated to resemble the mouth of a monster. You find four hundred gold. You find in a suitcase um, that is. Hang on, there's like a travel tag on it, and the name is Amnity Shul. You find amongst like a bunch of like robes and clothes, you find a small wooden box. Uh, containing five strange-looking amulets um, that are each made from wood and each decorated with a different colored gem. You find a large leather purse um, that is decorated with a rune, um, and when you look inside, it contains 80 electric blue coins. <laughs> you find a selection of fancy hats, if you, if you want to ha- have a hat. You find a stone that shimmers with the colors of a pearl, and you find three potion bottles containing red liquid. Uh, Karen is extremely uncomfortable and uh, does not want anybody taking anything. I think we should take this. uh, I think we should take it to return it to people. That's right. Someone's name clearly on it. That's right. Oh, well, that's right. I I, I, I suppose um, if, if we could. I, I suppose if you want to be a good, good Samaritan like that, yes. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Yeah. These, we can't leave these. Can't leave these to the crime lord. No, okay, no. Okay, let's 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 go. Let's get this to. Let's get those barrels, darling. Uh, I'm guessing a little bit worried. Hoss isn't really being a nice person right now. He's struggling a lot, and I know mm. I do glasses every week, but. He is a strong dwarf. I have I have two questions. Um, who is holding the small wooden box containing the five strange amulets, and who is holding the leather purse with the eighty blue coins? Um, I'll take the wooden box. I'll take the coins. So as you guys are looking through these, almost on their own, the purse starts to glow. the The coins begin to like cast their own light, and a bolt of energy arcs out from the purse and strikes the box containing the amulets. The five amulets begin to glow and levitate on their own as something strange is beginning to happen to them. One of each of them begins to float towards the four of you. Um, the fifth one just sort of hangs in the air. What do you, what do, you do? Do you touch them? Do you run away? I, I try and touch them for science. <laughs> Karen is trying to back away. What, what, hold on. Is her gem, does her gem look very pretty? It really does. They're, they're honestly, like the, the wood and the, the gems that are used to create these amulets are really beautiful looking. They're almost mesmerizing. I'm going to snag it in away. case it floats away, because I'm like, oh no, don't float away, precious thing. <laughs> she leans in close and adjusts her spectacles and says, oh, is that... Is that a sapphire or uh, <laughs> and just like gets right in there? Frankie, either. Yeah, yeah. Frankie would reach out and try and grab it to investigate it. Um, I'm not. I'm still holding on to the dwarf, the hoss, um, so he doesn't get away. But are they coming near me at all? Yeah, one's floating towards either you or hoss if you're standing in the same place. 
and the fifth one is oh, just okay. sort of hovering um, in, in place above the box. Okay, well I'll make sure that Hoss doesn't get it, which I guess would mean I get one. But okay. My goal isn't to get it, it's to stop Hoss from getting it. Okay, as each of you touch the amulets for the first time, you feel a zing of electricity run through your bodies. You feel like you have been touched by something that is not natural, but feels powerful. It feels beautiful, and it feels as though you are being given a gift. There is a second where you lose your vision, um, and when your vision returns, the amulets are all hanging around your necks. Each of, each of them has a different colored gem that suddenly glows and begins to change shape. The amulets slowly begin to like project themselves into the air in front of you, and they each take the shape of a weapon. Almost by instinct, you grab the weapons in front of you, and you again feel another pulse of energy flow through you. You just leveled up, and now you are level one. So the amulets, uh, the amulets are projecting a solid item that you are now holding, which is probably your preferred weapon that you would have been given from your character sheet. So just have a look. So you each can choose the color of your gem and the the item that has been gifted to you through the amulet. Sick. I want a green gem. Yep, Karen has a blue gem and it is projecting a great axe. Ooh. Um, mine's a short sword. Ida has a purple gem and it is projecting a dagger. Frankie has a red gem and it is projecting a hand crossbow. Very nice. Did we just become Power Rangers or something? <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be very cool. Pops, do you want to become a Power Ranger with us? <laughs> <laughs> Should we um, bribe him with the other amulet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Level up and join our crew, Hoss. <laughs> you guys are all momentarily distracted by this pulse of energy and this crazy thing that has just happened to you. None of you have ever like witnessed magic before. You know about it. It used to exist in the world, and you know it still exists through magical items, and there are still people in the world who can access magic, but none of you have ever seen it before. You live fairly normal lives, and suddenly you're all fairly confident you are holding a, an item composed of magic. What do you do? Hold one up like He-Man. <laughs> I have the power. No. Um, yeah. I just want to like look at it a bit more, just because I'm so like shocked about these sorts of things. I've only read about stuff like this, you know. I have never seen it. I don't know what's happening. I want to learn more about it. Karen, uh, Karen gasps and drops the weapon. I am startled because, of course, our vision went away for a little bit, and now I'm holding a dagger in one hand and a dwarf in the other. Um, am I still holding Hops? Is he still? Do I still have him? Yeah. Roll me a con check to see if you would have like held on to him during this moment. Okay. He would have been ten. No, I think he would have. Wait, you were holding Hoss as well? Yeah, we were. We were on each side of him. Okay, so um, I don't. You would have broken. He would have broken your grip. But Karen would have 
Mm-hmm. Karen, a great axe is a two-handed weapon. So you can decide now whether you were uh, holding it in one hand or whether you would have grabbed it with two hands and let him go. She probably would have grabbed it in one hand and then kind of and then gasped and dropped it because that's quite scary. But she still does have a death grip on the other dwarf. So he, he's struggling a bit more to get away because you're getting the feeling that he's really freaked out by what is happening. Roll me a perception check. Uh, 19. You, out of the corner of your eye, see the fifth amulet lower itself back into the wooden box and the box closes. Karen's going to go, Oh, uh, um, I, I don't think we, I don't think our barrels are in here. Um, uh, 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 Hoss, it was good to meet you. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit you down on this, uh, 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 pile of things right here. And she kind of manhandles him over and sits him down on the pile of stuff. And she's going to say, and, uh, it, it was, a uh, uh, pleasure doing business with you from the Janison Breckford's parchment company. And she, uh, she pulls out her wax seal and, um, kind of just like wax it on his forehead. Are you trying to knock him out, or are you just trying to put a put a stamp on his head? I'm trying to put a stamp on his head. Okay. And she, <laughs> she's going to say, all right, everybody, um, I think we should uh, go and find those barrels. Um, <clears throat> if we lock the door behind us, we should be able to uh, leave quietly, and uh, let's go. From outside, you hear, hey, Hoss, you in there? We saw, like, a pulse of strange light. What are you doing messing around with the boss's stuff? Shit. Can I do a deception check and, and answer as Hoss? Go ahead. Oh. Do, you gotta do the voice though. Oh, that was a net one. I'm gonna use, I, use, uh, I, can, use I can use my lucky. <laughs> God, it's so lucky. You're... Wait, hang on. Is that only attack rolls or is it skill checks as well? That's it. Nah, it's, it's, it's on skills. Yeah. Man, that's, that's such a good... It's such a good um, skill to have. Um, what is what am I doing? Am I doing deception or deception? I think. Or performance. I'd say it's probably deception. You, if you can argue for performance, I'll let you have it. But because you're lying, it's probably deception. Uh, three and fifteen. Cool. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? Okay. Do I have to act out his voice? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, I needed to take a dump, and there was nowhere to go because you're all fucked off to the pisser. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're like, so you took a dump in the boss's loot? What kind of asshole are you? Get out here! Give me, a, give me a minute. I've got nowhere to wipe. <laughs> Use some of those fancy hats we got. Get your ass out here. I'm gonna count to five. Alrighty. We all have weapons now, so, and I'm holding my dagger in my hand. <laughs> so then oh, I start God. blasting. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess Karen, Karen, Karen was standing by the door, so I guess she's going to hold it, and as he counts to five, on five, she's going to slam the door open. Okay, um, so just to be clear, Ido and uh, Karen, you guys didn't take anything from the loot pile? No, we were busy no, holding on to, um, we were busy holding on to Hoss. Okay. Can I toss one of the fancy hats onto uh, Idaho's head? Are you going to, like, okay. jam it over his horns, or? Because you could probably, like, impale it on his horns. I th- Wait, you yeah. said you filed them. Are they not sharp? So one of them is one of them is broken. <laughs> oh, are we all gonna wear a fancy hat? Just we're all gonna wear like one random different hat. Yeah. Okay. Flynn likes his hats. Okay. If, if they're gonna wear a hat, Frankie wants to wear a hat, so he doesn't feel left out. 
Describe your fancy hats to me. Ooh, um, mine is looks like um like a a nice um cowboy one, but it's got like uh a green strip around it of fabric that looks weirdly lacy, but kind of like nice paisley lacy, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, it's like a giant feather. Fancy hats, anybody? Karen is not stealing from a store. Okay. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, fancy hat. Um, Frankie's gonna have like one of those like sort of head wraps with the fruit, like the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he's wearing. Okay, and I do. Whatever hat was thrown at me has fallen off, and I don't have a hat. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Not a hat guy. Okay, so there's you guys didn't choose to leave anything behind. Um, what's the plan? Are you guys gonna burst out? Are you gonna um, how how are you getting past these guards outside? Yeah, yeah, so um, I think Karen's plan was good. Uh, what rush him, yeah, rush him and stun him. Yeah, what, what Karen's plan on doing is because she's standing right there because she was one who's like, okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, we'll just sit oh, down right there and uh, we'll just get on out of here. So she was standing by the door, so she wants to fling the door open when they say five, and just hopefully um, everybody else has got their weapons and they they know what to do. They will start blasting. What are you guys doing with Hoss? I really want to shove him out the door before us, like, so that he's coming right. out, you know, after wiping his, his butt. Okay. At that moment of, you know, so if we shove him before us, That's he's not... kind of listening to them coming out. That's a good plan. So He's currently sitting on all of the garbage. So, so they're like, all right, all right, Hoss, you got five seconds to get your ass out here. One, two, three, four. What do you do? Karen flings the door open. Like yeet yeah. us out. Okay. Um, are you attacking? Yeah, yes. rush them. All right. It's time to roll for initiative. Yay! <laughs> All right. One moment. I'm gonna do this the way that Jordan does it. Um, so did anyone get yeah. over? Did anyone get over twenty? Did anyone get nineteen to fifteen? Nineteen. Fifteen. Did anyone get uh fourteen to ten? I got thirteen. I got ten. Radio. Hoss is still bound, doesn't he? By yeah, he's... Bloody... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. The door bursts open, and you shove Hoss out. He stumbles forwards and lands on his face. The humans are really confused for a moment, and then the four of you burst out holding these, like, colourful weapons and glowing <laughs> amulets. And what are you doing? Are you yelling? Are you screaming? Are you, like, waving your arms? Frankie would definitely be yelling and screaming and waving his arms. Yeah, I'm going to yell on guard, bitches. Uh, Okay, Frankie, uh, you are up. You are up first. What would you like to do? Frankie uh, would like to um, also, like, burst out of the, like, run and burst out of the door and do one of those cool, like, rolls on the ground and be like uh, and try and fire he's never done any of that before okay roll me in roll me an acrobatics check <laughs> acrobatics oh yikes okay <laughs> that is a 10 i mean it's a possible roll you kind of went sideways a little bit and did more of a roly-poly than a forwards flip roll but you do manage to get a shot off um who are you shooting at i'm just going to call the humans one two and three really anyone that he was sort of facing when he finished his role like he wouldn't have like stopped to like check to see and aim he would just be like oh pow okay roll me an attack roll that is a 13. 
Okay, nice. Yeah, you get a hit. Um, so you hit one of the one of the human guards in the in the leg, and like just above his knee. Yeah, he just took an arrow to the knee. How unfortunate. He can no longer be an adventurer. And roll your damage. That is a three. Cool. So he takes three damage. Mildly annoyed. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, what the hell was that? Um, next up uh, is Karen. Karen, what are you up to? Uh, Karen uh, would like to... She, she is screaming. She flung open the door. She is screaming. And then she would go, say, oh, oh, hold on a moment. And she would like to go and pick up her great cat. <laughs> Wait, so you run back into the storage facility? Yeah, just, you know... Go back in, pick up my um, okay. and come back out. All right. Well, that's all she can do. I'm going to circle back to you at the end of the initiative because you decided to use your turn to go back and get your weapon. Um, so next up is one of the humans. Um, he is carrying a club. Um, and he is going to swing it at Frankie. Oh, shit! Frankie, what's your, uh, what's your AC? 14. Um, so he actually swings it at you, but you manage to roll out of the way. You roll, like, you roll to the side. It's actually a good thing that you were kind of, like, lying on your side, because you managed to roll, um, away from it. So he, like, brings his club down, and it just hits the ground, like, right next to where your head was a second ago. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, next up is Flynn. Flynn, what are you up to? Cool, so I've pushed Hoss on the ground. I'm going to run past him to human three and go for a short sharp um short sword stab in his gut good liberation <laughs> okay um yeah roll me an attack roll i want to roll again <laughs> oh my god can you just do that why can you do that natural one thing as many times as you want per day no i think it's three times yeah three yeah i think there's a three limit i've used it. this is my second no it just is it's three if you pick it as a feat but according to the player's oh. handbook, you can do that as many times as you want to per day. Oh shit! Son! So I don't have to take notes of how many times I use it. No! A 23! Two hits. <laughs> that, that definitely hits him. So you, um, sink your sword into this dude's gut. Um, have you ever stabbed anyone before? Only practice dummies. Didn't get to in the field. Oh, do you mean if I... No, 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 I mean, I mean Flynn. I mean Flynn, like how scarring of a of an activity is this for you? Because you've, you've actually been involved in violence before. Yeah, he was me he's mentally prepared to hurt someone, but I think emotionally he doesn't like to do it. Like, okay. He doesn't do what he needs to. Alright. But oh. afterwards he's going to need a beer. Okay, roll your, roll your short sword damage. Four, eight. Eight damage. Piercing. Damn! The human that you stabbed, um, he, he falls. Like, he falls backwards and he's, like, clutching his wound. He's not... He's not dead, but he's certainly incapacitated. He just got stabbed in the stomach, and you don't usually, like, stand back up after something like that. Okay, so the, um, the human that you, the, the remaining human, the last human, he grabs his dagger, and he's, he's holding a dagger, and he throws it at Flynn. Can I do a, um, dexterity, dexterity save? Oh, well, this is an attack, so it just goes up against your AC. Oh, yeah, that's right, cool. Um, so what's your AC? Okay, yeah, so he does hit you. It's just a dagger, though. Like, he hits you. It doesn't, like, sink properly in. It more, like, grazes across the back of your shoulder and kind of cuts the back of your shoulder blade, but it doesn't, like, embed itself in you. And you're going to take uh, three damage. 
seven, my favorite number. Okay, uh, then next up is Ido. Oh, wait, hang on. No, no. Next up is Hoss. He's going to make an attempt to escape from his bindings. He manages to um, get one of his hands loose, and he is going to attempt to run away. Basically, like, around the... Between the gap, but like you're, you're at Shed 2, which is next to Shed 4, so he's going to run across and run into the gap between Sheds 1 and 3. He successfully does it. Yeah, yeah he, 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 manages to get a, he managed to get a hand free, um, and, he, and he, he's, running, he's running away. He runs 30 feet from you um, towards the gap between the two Sheds. Uh, now it's Ido's turn. Okay, um, how far away is the dagger that the human threw, like from me? It's, it's basically like it hit Flynn and then it fell to the ground next to his feet. Okay. I would like to attempt to pick that dagger up and throw it back at the human. You don't want to use your dagger? No, because I don't want to have to go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can just stab someone with it. You don't have to throw it. That's true, but I'm not quite sure that Ida's ready to just stab someone. Okay. All right, so you're going to um, pick up, you're going to run over, uh, pick up the other dagger. You're going to throw it uh, at, at which of the two? So there's three humans. One of them's lying on the ground. One of them so far hasn't been touched. And one of them has a, a like a crossbow bolt sticking out of his leg. Yes. Um, the one who hasn't been touched, that's the one who threw the dagger, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, so yeah, roll me an attack roll. Uh, that is 16. Nice. Um, yeah, you hit him. It, it, you manage to like, it, it, it like goes into his shoulder and he's like, ah. You know, because that's what you oh. say. He's like, he's like, ah, and uh, so can you roll damage for me? Uh, two. So that was plus your dex modifier. Ah, uh, the dex, I forgot. Uh, five. The human with the crossbow bolt sticking out of his leg is going to sort of run up to Ido and attempt to stab him with his dagger. Well, that's rude. Your, what's your AC? Thirteen. It doesn't matter. He misses. You manage to duck out of the way. He does like a big overhead slash and you're going to um, sort of like duck to the side um, out of the way and um, and prevent him from uh, stabbing you. Um, and then Karen comes back. Karen, what are you up to? She would like to bring her great axe down on the person closest to her while yelling. <laughs> That's a creepy thing to yell. How dare you! Speak to my colleagues that way. Is it the guy with the uh, the guy with the dagger in his shoulder, or the guy with the crossbow bolt in his in his leg? Who's closest? I guess because um... the da- the dagger guy is closer because he ran up and attacked Ido. Yeah, the dagger guy. Then. Okay. okay um, so roll an attack roll. Uh, not natural twenty. Uh, yeah, yeah. You hit him. Uh, you just bring a huge blue axe just down on him. Um, roll me damage. That's 1d12 plus 5. Um, and that is a 12 plus 9. So that's 17 damage. Damn! Um, so you chop that dude's arm off. You, like, come down on his, on his shoulder and just clean through his shoulder. And his arm falls to the ground. He's not dead. He's not dead, but he is very incapacitated. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, can I do anything else, or is that kind of... No, that's that's it. Unless you have any bonus actions that you can blast at me. You know, I just want to see if I can push him over, but I don't think that's a good Okay, um, Frankie, you're up next. 
Frankie would like to try and shoot at um, Hoth running away. He's feeling a little bit more confident in his uh, skills. Cool. Um, he is. You have to shoot past the other human who's still standing. Um, so I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you uh, roll with disadvantage because he's partially obscured. Okay. <laughs> that is a natural one. Okay. Um, you misfire, uh, and you just hit the you hit the same guy in the same leg instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so so roll your roll your damage he's like ah have you guys ever seen that um that gif of ace ventura getting hit in the leg with spears (laughs) he's doing that uh that is a five damage plus what um so it's three plus two yeah so he also falls down um leaving you uh leaving you with no opponents left they're all they're all alive um obviously the guy that's missing an arm is bleeding profusely and Hoss is kind of gone at this point um he 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 disappeared okay so you no longer have any any humans who are like opposing you uh what would you like to do now we need to find those barrels man yeah um, in full panic mode um <laughs> she she says oh uh, uh, get them in the container! Get them in the container! And, um, she's gonna start dragging, uh, the guy without the arm into the container. Oh, yuck! Um, and... Flynn will help then. Wrenching as he does. So you guys are gonna, you guys, um, Flynn, you're gonna need help. You're too small to move a, a human body on your own. Can I just take the arm then? Yeah, you can take the arm. I'll keep dragging. One of them. Okay, so, and, and, and Frankie, are you gonna drag the third guy into the storage container? Yeah, yeah, Frankie will help. He's like, oh man, there's so much blood. Oh, blood. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Can you, everybody just roll me a, everyone except Flynn, roll me a strength check. Actually, we'll make it, we'll make it athletics. 17 for Frankie. Nice. 10. 16. Is that 10 plus your strength modifier, like including your strength modifier? Yeah, it was a five plus five. Okay, with all the blood that's like on them, it takes a little like they're slippery, um, and of course they're still alive and they're kind of kind of like struggling a little bit. They don't have a lot of energy left. It does take you a couple of minutes. You all manage to get them inside um, and close the door, but it takes a few minutes, um, and there is quite a bit of blood that is now on you, um, especially you, Karen, who had to have a few goes at it, um, and there's also a fair amount of blood like just sort of on the ground and led up towards the door. Yeah, um, she's just going to close the door and lock it and um, uh, kind of dust off her hands and have it sticky from the blood. She just uh, goes, okay, let's go and find those barrels. And they were talking about a cart, so let's uh, 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 see if we can find the cart. Let's get the out of here and go home. As the adrenaline from the fight that you guys had is starting to die down in your bodies, the weapons that you are holding um, slowly start to dissolve and the aura of them merges back into the amulets that you're all wearing. Frank would like to try and somehow, I don't want to say cast because he doesn't know how to like cast spells, but somehow activate prestidigitation to clean himself off since he's holding the thing. If he's like, ah. Um, So what happens is you concentrate really hard on the fact that you're freaking out about all of the blood and a blue glow 
comes from your satchel um, while you're concentrating? What do you do? First, I would like freak out a little bit, like, oh, now there's this blue glow and there's blood, and I wish this blood would just like not be on me. And yeah. Okay. So the blue glow, like a little like sliver of light, like starts to slink up towards you um, and up to your hand. Um, and and it's it's kind of weak, but the blood, while it doesn't disappear, does kind of start to fade. Like it starts to um, like siphon off in some areas. I would like to posit. I would like to posit that um, Frankie has turned his tissue paper into um, the yellow cloth. What's it called? Chucks. Chucks, <laughs> Chucks cloth. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the, 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 the um, infomercial one. Oh, um, like the shamus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, just tissue paper, just shamu. <laughs> um, uh, Frankie, I would like you to roll an intelligence roll for me. That is a 10. Okay, given what happened before and what's happening right now, you're guessing that these coins have some kind of magical property to them but you can't really put together much more than that. I can't put it together. There's, there's too much going on. Like, oh, the people nearly died today. I shot a crossbow for the first time. These coins are glowing. I'm covered in blood. I'm sure all of this connects somehow, but I don't know what or how. Okay, do you guys have anything else that you want to do in this moment? Meanwhile, Karen unlocks another door for to look for the barrels. The key that you had only worked for that one door. You can you can start trying to unlock other doors. Karen tries to bring out the great axe so she can smash a door, and she's not leaving without these chemicals. Okay, you bust open another one of the doors. Just roll me a quick attack roll. <laughs> mm, Fourteen. Uh, yeah, you managed to get your axe through a door. Here's Johnny style. You have a look inside, and it's mostly old furniture. Like, it appears that not all of these storage facilities are owned by criminals, and that some people are just <laughs> keeping their stuff in there, as you would expect from a storage facility. Alright, she's going to go to one of the other ones. Okay. Roll me an attack roll. Give me those- Give me those chemicals! Oh, by the way, you managed to actually resummon your axe, because it went back inside the amulet, and then once you yeah. started getting upset again, you managed to resummon it. So there's, there's like, oh. you're starting to get the hang of the idea that there's an axe that lives inside of your amulet that you can bring in and out as as you please. Cool. Sick. Um, that was a 16. Um, yeah, okay. You manage to, again, chop your axe into the door, and from inside the door you hear Haas say, Oh, holy shit! And, uh, and you hear some horses whinnying, and then after a second, the door, like, flies open, and Haas riding a cart pulled by two horses blasts past you and towards the exit and you can see on the back of his cart there is an object that is covered by a blanket that kind of resembles what four barrels would look like uh. awesome that's uh. what i was looking for uh karen is um going to as the horses blast by she's going to try and grab one of the reins to kind of bring the horse around um roll with disadvantage because this is definitely surprising sure dex dex oh 11 
Yeah, no, sorry, you don't quite manage, like, you grab at it, but it's just a little bit too, uh, like, oh, crap. Um, and so the horses kind of blast past you. Hoss is, like, flipping you all off as he is, like, running his horses as fast as possible. Are you guys going to chase him? Yeah. Uh, yep. you can hear Karen, you can all hear Karen's, um... Yeah, I heard the horses and saw Karen's <laughs> So you guys are all running towards the exit, like the gate um, must have already been open from when the humans came back in, like because they, they were running back to check what happened. So he just blasts out of the gate and just straight into the town and he's starting to really get away because he's really pushing those horses. And then from the side, there's another cart that pulls up next to you. And there's a man with red skin and horns sticking out of his hat, and he's like, I wonder if you could use a ride, if you know what I mean. Okay, I think they're gone now. Hello, it's me, Shorts, the dwarf from the shop. I'm an important character and I'll definitely be back for more episodes in the future. Thank you for listening to the show, and if you get hurt, don't worry about going to the city to see a doctor, just wait for it to heal. That's my medical advice. Bye.